Hello and welcome back to West Bank Bible Church Podcast. Dave here with Pastor Merritt. We'll be continuing with Daniel today, lesson number 23, if you're following along in the outline from westbankbiblechurch.com. But before we begin, as is our custom, let's remember 1 John 1, 9, as may or may not be necessary. Father, we're grateful for the privilege of having 1 John 1, 9. It says if, and maybe we will, maybe we won't. It's on in the Greek. In the Greek, and uh, um, hopefully we'll name where God the Holy Spirit shows us. And then we are filled with the Spirit and are teachable. So thank you for the grace provisions of that wonderful verse. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, Dave. All right, we're going to be starting at the bottom of page one. Again, chapter, I mean, lesson 23. And when time ran out last week, we were about to summarize what Daniel in chapter nine had to say about the last of the four world kingdoms, i.e. Rome. Before we look at the last kingdoms, let's review some of what we learned last week. The statute is top-heavy. The image from the top is gold, and the foundation is clay. Such are the kingdoms of this world. Not only do we find a devolution in values and morals, but even the power of the nations is devolving. In fact, geopolitical maps today cannot keep up with the changes. Now let's take a look at the, and review the KJV and NIV translations of verse 33. First, the King James Version. Daniel chapter 2, verse 33 says, His legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. In the NIV, the New International Version, its legs of iron, its feet, partly of iron and partly of baked clay, says Daniel chapter 2, verse 33 in the NIV. The fourth kingdom is actually two. The legs of iron are the Roman Empire. As we have seen, the length of the Roman Empire is problematic. Perhaps Gibbons was correct when he said the empire began in circa 23 B.C. and ended in A.D. 475. There are those who contend the empire began in about B.C. 200 when Scipio Africanus defeated Hispania and Carthage. The feet, part of iron and part of clay, represent the revived Roman Empire headed by the Antichrist. It will last seven years. Those are the seven years of the tribulation. The duration of the revived Roman Empire then 
is a well-known seven prophetic years. The feet, part of iron and part of clay, as we will later, later see in greater detail, describe a federation of nations. Thus, it is only partly iron. Recall, the iron was Rome. The feet are said to be partly of iron and partly of baked clay, the iron being Rome. The rest of the nations making up the Antichrist Federation. Let me go over that one one more time, Dave. Recall the iron was Rome. The feet are said to be partly of iron, that's Rome, and partly of baked clay. The rest of the nations making up the Antichrist Federation. The revived Roman Empire will be headquartered in Rome, Italy. Daniel in chapter 9 is given information about the seven years owing to Israel. Gabriel in both Daniel chapter 7 and 9 provides some highly specific information about both the Roman Empire and the revived Roman Empire. Let's review Daniel chapter 9 verses 24 through 27. I earlier gave you the KJV, NIV, and expanded translation. Since the KJV and NIV provide little help, let's go straight to the expanded translation where I will explain the verses. This procedure will aid in our understanding of this wonderful prophetic message. So here we go. 9.24 Daniel, I have heard your prayer. It's, you can find that prayer in chapter 9, as I recall. 490 years have been cut out for your people. I have not forgotten my beloved Israel. It is within this 490-year period that I will establish the temple, make an end of sins, bring in everlasting righteousness, and fulfill the messianic promise by establishing the Messiah as Israel's king. Now verse 25, I want you to understand that from the commandment to rebuild the city of Jerusalem, which will occur only once, and that on the first of Nisan, the month of Nisan, 
BC 445. From that day until the Messiah arrives in Jerusalem, on the first Palm Sunday shall be 483 years to the day. The streets of Jerusalem and its inner and outer walls shall be restored even in dangerous times. Nehemiah and his people will work on the city walls with a trowel in one hand and a sword and a spear in the other. Now after 434 years, factually, we now know quite specifically that it was on the first Wednesday following the first Palm Sunday that the Messiah will be crucified, but not on behalf of himself, but rather as a substitute for the sins of the world. Later, the Romans, as a precursor of the Antichrist, will come and destroy the city and the temple. The traumatic destruction in A.D. 70 is but a representation of what the future would hold. And I'm talking about the future for Israel. The destruction of the temple and the city by Titus in A.D. 70 will begin an uncertain time gap of 490 years. Many will later style it the church age. Daniel 9.27 After the removal of the church from the planet, the Antichrist will make a treaty with Israel and both peace and freedom to worship. That is to say to worship Jehovah God in a restored temple and be guaranteed be aware that is to say be guaranteed that right be aware however that in the middle of that seven year period the Antichrist will break the treaty and all worship will cease a statue of the Antichrist will be set up in the fall or false temple and people will be required to worship the Antichrist as their Messiah. This sad state will continue until God himself casts both the first beast and the second beast into the lake of fire. David, now let's see what we got here in verse point nine. A few related passages before we return to our verse. Daniel, excuse me. Daniel in chapter seven has a vision, and from Gabriel's interpretation, we learn more about the fourth kingdom and the ten toes. 
Keep in mind, the fourth kingdom of Daniel 7 is the same as the fourth kingdom of our chapter 2. So let's look at Daniel chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and brake in pieces, and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. I considered the horns, and, behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horn plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of man, and a mouth speaking great things. I will go to Daniel chapter 7, verses 7, I mean verses 20 through 27. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes, and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints, and prevailed against them. Until the Ancient of Days came, and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down, and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of the kingdom are ten kings that shall rise, and another shall rise after them. And he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings. And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of times. But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away from his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. <laughs> I got to tell you, those verses, uh, 20 to 27, that was a mouthful. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and look at it again because uh, there's a lot going on there. And I encourage you to do the same. Uh, but continuing in chapter 13 of the Apocalypse, we have a series of verses which speak of an eschatological, blasphemous, ten-nation federation headed up by a beast who came out of the sea and whose appearance was like a leopard, bear, and a lion. The kingdom received great power from a dragon. Let's look at these verses. That's over in Revelation chapter 13, 1 and 2. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast 
which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. As you can see, the beast with the seven heads and ten horns is said to be like the leopard, Greece, the bear, Persia, and the lion, Babylon. Kingdoms are merely conglomerations of nations as an extension and tool of Satan. This is true in every dispensation, which is why we find the psalmist describing our Lord as laughing in derision at the nations. Pastor Mary, you want to pick us up with Psalms 2? All right, let's see what the psalmist had to say. The kings of the earth, says Psalm 2, 2, take their stand, and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one, that would be Christ. Let us break their chains, they say, and throw off their fetters. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, making the statement. Now let me make this point. Codify much of what I just taught regarding the amazing vision of Daniel 9, 24 through 27. Are you ready? Here we go. 490 years are given Israel from the B.C. 445 command until the second advent of our Lord. Verse 24 derails, or excuse me, details this prophecy. The 490 years are cut out for Israel in order to, now listen to this, and I bet you can all, you all can tell what particular place in time we're talking about. In order to finish transgression, that would be sin, Put an end to sin, to atone for wickedness, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to establish the most holy, the temple. 480 years, actually 483 years, from 445 B.C., until the first Palm Sunday have been fulfilled. Verse 25 speaks of this historically fulfilled prophecy. In the New International Version, which was written in the 1950s, no one understands this. From the issuing of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, the ruler, comes. There will be 70 
excuse me, there will be seven sevens and sixty-two sevens. We have seen the fulfillment of the 483 years. Seven years, however, are still owed to the Jew. 490 minus 483. When the Lord will make payment to Israel during the tribulation of the last seven years. The church age is an intercalation. Now we start talking about us. We are in the church age. We are not Israel. The church age is an intercalation. That means an insertion. The tribulation is a Jewish kind of thing. This matter is addressed in verse 26 when first the crucifixion of Christ is foretold. <clears throat> After threescore and two weeks shall the Messiah be cut off. That means sometime after that time. And then, verse 26 speaks of the prophecy of a coming military force to destroy the city of Jerusalem and the temple. For example, in the NIV, it says, quote, a ruler will come who will destroy the city and the sanctuary. And I've got some charts now which explain all the things we've talked about. Let's look at the first, the regular dispensation chart it, with an insertion of the church age. In other words, we know we had a Gentile age. We had the selection of Israel. We had the selection of Abraham. And we had a very extended period of time called the Jewish age. And then Jewish ages ended, or the Jewish ages ended, when Jesus comes and sets up his kingdom. That's called the kingdom age. Jesus on earth. And then Jesus goes to the cross. And then we have the church age. That's where we are today. We are in the church age. We are awaiting the rapture of the church. Won't that be great, David? Ready. I love to follow you in the air. Because you're the you you a pilot. I mean you're a you're a flyer. And there won't be any trouble navigating. We'll go. No, we got right? direct, we got directions. You betcha. All right, that, that, of course, is the rapture of the church when we go up to be with those who preceded us. And uh, there'll be some folks down here on earth in what is known as the tribulation. We will not go through the tribulation. We will be in heaven overlooking things. We'll be like Bob Euchre. We'll have a good seat in the stadium watching what goes on. But it consists of two three-and-one-half-year periods. And it is during those periods that all hell breaks loose 
and their trials and tribulations, rulership of an antichrist, and thank God we don't have to be involved in that. And it's going to end, well actually it ends in seven years, but they're divided in two, three and one half year periods. We won't get into that now, except to say, look at our podcast in the study of the book of the Revelation. And all of that is explained. And the tribulation is ended by the second advent of the Lord Jesus. And he sets up a 1,000 year reign, a millennium. And uh, the millennium will end when Christ judges all unbelievers. They're brought out and will all stand before the judgment seat. And they will tell Jesus, just how good they were and what they did, and he'll say, not good enough. Now, that all is put together in another chart underneath, but it's the same basic information, but it gives you a little different look. That's underneath the top chart. All right, point five, verse 27 gets highly specific by describing that which will occur in the tribulation. For example, in the New International Version, he will confirm a covenant with many for one seven, one seven-year period. In the middle of the seven, he will put an end to to sacrifice and offering. And on a wing of the temple, he will set up an abomination. The abomination which is set up is mentioned by our Lord in Matthew 24, verse 15. And I'll read. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. This is an event of the tribulation. The arcane command of Matthew 18, 21 through 22, <clears throat> excuse me, is explained when the 70th week is understood. Matthew 18, 21. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him till seven times? Then Jesus saith unto him, I say unto thee, until seven times, but no, until seventy times seven, the Lord will avenge Israel at the end of 490 years. But until then, Israel is in a state of suspended animation. In Daniel's prophecy of the 70th week, God 
through the angel Gabriel predicted that exactly 483 years from the command to rebuild Jerusalem, Israel would officially be offered the Messiah on the first Palm Sunday. That concludes Lesson 23 in the book of Daniel. We thank you for being with us here today. Uh, put a couple of pictures of Pastor Merritt up on the website today that you might want to take a look at. Go to westbankbiblechurch.com. Take a look there or download the lessons or look for some other ones. There's a lot of, a lot of material up there. What were you doing, David, out there with those trees? I was, had a big limb come down last night, which is a common occurrence lately, and getting it cut up, and then was doing some uh, chipping with the uh, gasoline-powered chipper. So Pastor Merritt decided he's going to jump in and help, and you get to see him <laughs> a couple of pictures of him in action. Hey, again, thank you. Pastor Merritt, could you close us in a prayer? Father, we are grateful for the privilege having lived in this the age of the church not the tribulation nor will we see the tribulation except as we take a look from heaven having been raptured to begin the tribulation so uh, guide us and direct us as we continue to study to show ourselves approved unto you workmen who needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. For these things we ask in Jesus' name. So David, it's all yours. Remember, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Until next time, so long.